Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pardon Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. And it's good to be back. We've been away for a little while. Right. Yeah. Um, Eric and I have both been on a little, uh, I think, what, about a three-week sojourn here? Yeah. And we've taken some much-needed time off to spend time with families. And uh, Eric has had a terrible time traipsing around the Hawaiian Islands. Yes. Haven't you, Eric? Tell yes, us a little bit about I did. that. I went to uh, went to Kauai with the family. Uh, Woohoo! Yeah. The Garden Isle. So it was nice. It was really... Cool. Yeah. It was really... We went there seven awesome. days. So we did Okay. Uh, yeah, seven days. We, right got to, we had a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, if this was a travel channel, I think I'd go into more detail. <laughs> but I don't want to bore everybody with right. with my with my uh, life details. But yeah, we had it. We had a good time. But uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of stuff seemed to happen in the world of entertainment. It's like it we did. It was yeah. funny. We were, we were just talking about before the show here. It's like, well, you know, we uh, for a while we were complaining. There's really not much going on. We had the strike, and not much was happening there, and right. you know, not a lot of new stuff was coming out. All of a sudden, I go away, and it seems like, wow. Well, you know, the strike ended. You had well, one of the strikes ended. The other right. one may end pretty soon. Right. All it took was you uh, to go on vacation for a whole lot of stuff to happen. I here, guess man. so. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, and got a lot of good movies coming out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, hey guys, uh, make sure you follow us uh, we are on social media we yes. are on facebook at, at pardon the intermission and we are on uh, x formerly twitter at pti underscore podcast yeah and if you can yeah, give yeah. a review of the show we also appreciate that it helps out with the algorithm remember five stars is the only review you should that, give. well that's that should be the only one you give but you know what <laughs> give the one you want but be it honest. should be five right be on, yeah be honest okay? be honest as long as it's five <laughs> yeah we're not trying to skewer the numbers like netflix does oh my gosh hey speaking oh, of that great lead in nice segue I, there yeah that, like that? that was a great lead-in. <laughs> we have a story here you posted uh, yeah. that we need to talk about. Let me get to it here. Netflix. Yes, sir, is, we what do. are they going to start doing there, Jason? All right. So according to Netflix's CEO, Ted Sarandos, we are in store for some more streaming transparency data, ladies mm. and gentlemen. What this basically means in a nutshell is, and according to Sarandos from a report that appeared in The Hollywood Reporter this week, Sarandos was quoted as saying, uh, we're headed toward a world where streaming data will be more available. And he said this during the company's third quarter earnings uh, meeting this past Wednesday at the date of this recording. Actually, last Wednesday, I'm sorry. And he said, quote unquote, it will be much more transparent. Basically, Hmm. what Ted Sarandos here is saying is that we're really, according to him now, mind you, that in the future here, we're going to start getting more honest and reliable numbers available to the public about how successful Netflix's original content and streaming content overall really are. Mm. Insofar as how often the programs are watched, insofar as what's the most popular versus what's the least popular. And you're right, Eric, you just mentioned uh, um, you mentioned algorithm not too long ago. Yeah. This will definitely affect the algorithm of Netflix because whether or not all of you know it, when you log mm-hmm. on to Netflix to watch your favorite shows, when you see those, we recommend such and such show for you, 
That's called an algorithm, ladies and gentlemen. They are tracking your viewing habits, and they're tracking what you sure. watch the most, what genre you watch the most, to try and upsell other potential forms of entertainment for you to watch. Sure, yeah. And that's going to change, according to Ted Sarandos. Well, <clears throat> is it is that real? Is that part of it going to mm-hmm. change, or is it just going to be the transparency that they're going to actually just show? That, here, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's, it, it's going to be the transparency. It, to, to actually show the numbers. Yeah. I mean, the, the way yes. the app's built, it's built like that, so it suggests yes. things that you may <clears throat> like to keep you on the platform exactly right and but but yeah this is going to be just as far as the numbers which this is funny you know he's he's making it sound like this is some new idea Mm -hmm. that they've just come up with or or just out of the kindness of their heart they're doing this here's a couple of things i was thinking about though jason Mm -hmm. yeah um for one don't they have to do this with the writers anyway? The, well, funny you mention that. Right? Yes, the, they And the writers just basically, mm-hmm. they, they ended their strike, but this was part of mm-hmm. the package where they had, the streamers yes. have to show their numbers so it they is. can get paid on that. Yeah, because as we know, Netflix, with it being an online streaming platform, it is not subject to Nielsen ratings the way that traditional yeah. television is. And so when you have uh, forms of uh, shows and movies on your streaming platform that don't... Um, that don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, that don't fall in line with, uh, with ratings based on what Nielsen provides, you can basically pay writers and producers whatever you want. So if, mm. if they say a show is not popular on their platform, they're going to pay them pennies on the dollar. If it is yeah. popular, but it really isn't, they can skewer the numbers any way they want, which is what we all kind of thought they were doing in the first place. So they can basically make a chicken salad out of chicken turd, and they can say, okay, here's here's how it is. This is what's really popular, even though in actuality it may not be. Well, and now, to begin with, though, weren't, as far as the writers <laughs> getting paid and even actors and, and other mm-hmm. people in the entertainment industry, wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't necessarily on – with streaming, it's a little bit different, right? Or it was yes. different. It wasn't necessarily on numbers like times viewed. Correct. It was just more so on content. Like, in other words, a one-time payout mm-hmm. for the content, yes. right? Yeah, so, correct. Yeah, so they were, so basically this this is going to be on or purviews, mm-hmm. I guess, depending on if something is really popular. Yeah. Here's the other point I was coming up with, too, is that, yeah. you know, instead of them doing this out of the kindness of their heart, um, Netflix, aren't they going to an ad-based uh, subscription service? They are, as- which they would need numbers to show that mm-hmm. they can they can sell the yep. product that yep. they're or most, the ads for the product. Most definitely so. In fact, that kind of ties into what I was going to point out next, and that is where while Sarandos defended Netflix's reluctance to share their viewing data previously, he said that uh, the company believed that in their early days that its data was quote unquote apples and oranges compared to traditional TV ratings, which is what we just alluded to here a yeah. few minutes ago. and But at the time, though, Netflix, like you just mentioned, Eric, didn't sell ads against its programming. And Nielsen ratings are built to measure um, people who see commercials. Mm, yeah. So that's another reason why Netflix kind of can no longer sweep all of this under the rug and just forget about it. Because now that they're raising their prices, they're going to be including commercial-based um, programming in their content, which you're going to have to pay more for, by the way. You, yeah. me, everybody else out there. So it only stands to reason that the cat had to come out of the bag here at some point. So I think Sarandos actually did the right thing by getting front and center with this and finally realizing, hey, we can't hide behind a facade of, um, a facade of uh, plausible deniability anymore. Yeah. So to speak. Well, and, and not only that, too, I mean, keeping them, the, supposedly the numbers public, I mean, depending on how they're generated, I mean, I know that Disney Plus has had a huge issue with that. 
especially sure. uh, saying that some of their shows are, are more popular mm-hmm. than maybe what they were, or they got more views than what they actually have. Right, which exactly. Which this also <laughs> translates down to investors, because obviously, yeah. you know, if, if you can kind of fudge the numbers and it looks better yeah. for you, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, the investors are more happy and more prone to, That's exactly to right. keep off your back. And, and uh, they're going to keep green keep lighting the pressure off. future content, knowing that yeah. whether those numbers are false or true, they don't care if it's been if it's sold to them like a Porsche, even though it's a Ford Pinto, they're going to assume it's a Porsche and drive off with Which it. Which may actually, you know, as far as content goes, you just mentioned that and it just kind of clicked something. As far yes. as content goes, it may actually be better because they may be more prone to picking mm-hmm. good content instead of just picking something to throw up there. It makes sense. You know, so they, yeah. and in all honesty, they probably won't be spending as much money mm-hmm. because they won't be just, you know, uh, producing all these shows, they're only producing shows they really believe in that are going to get them, like a Stranger Things, yeah, yeah, uh, for example, that are going to get them the views that they need to keep people yeah. coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right, Eric. This gives Netflix more uh, incentive to be a little bit more nitpicky with the the content that they not only produce themselves, but that they choose to buy from movie studios to share on their platform. Because yeah. what a lot of people may not know is that Netflix pays a lot of money to movie studios like Warner Brothers, Universal, and MGM to um, to host certain movies from those studios on their platform. Mm. And uh, that will force them to be a little bit more conscientious about those types of entertainment too. Older movies that you get to watch, they might actually be, uh, there might be a greater selection of older films to watch, more recent films as well, in addition to that, because they're going to want to put the most popular films on their platform as well to kind of help compensate for all of the ads that are going to go up there too. And not only that, um, we were talking, uh, you were talking about that you were watching some movies mm-hmm. on Tubi. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that's the thing, you know, you have a lot of these services now that are working yeah. almost as what broadcast TV mm-hmm. did, but they, it's more of an on demand, mm-hmm. but they're just an ad uh, platform, ad streaming yeah. type platform where they mm-hmm. don't take a monthly, you don't pay for, for Tubi, do you? No. A monthly I, fee. No, I, I'm watching Tubi free of charge. Yeah. So that's, it, that's with the ad based service. So a lot of the older content Mm-hmm. could probably go on we'll, we'll probably end up shifting to those those type of mm-hmm. uh, uh, streaming services that are more just mm-hmm. ad generated period whereas yep. you know Netflix and they can do more uh, content mm-hmm. uh, themselves yeah, you know most but like I'm saying yeah but mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, it'll be interesting because I don't I don't know exactly uh, I don't know I don't know if it's good or bad uh, with all the stuff we just talked about. But I will say one thing that is bad is the fact that what Netflix is increasing their prices again. Well, here's the problem, right? We just <laughs> talked about it. I mean, yeah, they're they're running these ads. It's funny because um, I was listening to somebody else talk. This wasn't an original thought, but it made a lot of sense. You know, mm-hmm. we we complain about them increasing their prices and how people aren't going to pay that. Yeah. And the person was making the 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 uh, the point that that's what they want. They mm-hmm. don't want you in an ad free mm-hmm. subscription service. They want yeah. you paying paying for the the basic tier and getting the ads because they make yeah. more money off the ads they sure than do. they'll actually make if you pay the ad free mm-hmm. uh, amount. Yep. So anyway, Netflix is also now they just came out with this. This was actually uh, October 18th from uh, mm-hmm. uh, USA Today. Netflix is increasing their prices. Now yeah. it looks like they're going up. I think about a 
dollar. Um, they're going up a dollar twenty-five, aren't they? A dollar to uh, a three here for its premium. It's going from twenty to twenty-three. Twenty to twenty-three. Yeah. So okay. some some of it. Well, a couple of bucks. Like it says the, the the streaming giant hikes its monthly price. Basic plan mm-hmm. is going uh, from ten to twelve, mm-hmm. and its premium is going from twenty to twenty-three. Okay. Now the Netflix ad supported plan will still cost seven a month. Okay. So, you know, as far as the ads, you're still going to, but I'm sure that's not going to last. No, oh, no, 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 no. We, this is not going to be the only price increase. So, no, what's going <laughs> to happen is that, and it's not just Netflix. I mean, all the services are doing it, but what's going to yeah. happen is that um, you're going to end up seeing everybody's going to go down to the ad sponsored tier mm-hmm. and then they're they'll slowly increase that price as well as like we just talked about they'll get ad money too so they'll be rolling back in money then this is good for them yeah yeah it definitely is and uh this like you said this is going to help offset a, a lot of additional um a lot of additional production costs that they're going to have to incur here uh this can only i mean <clears throat> it can only benefit them but i mean it also could be a double-edged sword too because you know, depending on the rate that you're seeing ads on the sh- on the platform, it could yeah. it could drive away a lot of a lot of subscribers too, just simply because they don't want to see the commercials. They still want the ad free stuff. And I mean, who knows? You're going to have two different sides of the aisle that are going to like this and not going to like this. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I already thought when I saw this article, I'm like, I'm canceling Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's like I just there's too much I'm paying for already. And I think I'm paying actually, I don't know what tier I'm on. I think I'm paying like $14.99 a month. So I don't even know what tier that is. And I'm sure that's going to go up. Um, yep. It's too much. <clears throat> It's just way too much, you know. You're yep. paying by the, by the time you're not paying all these services. There's no way this is ridiculous. Yep. But is. I'll tell you what it does is that it also leads into this other story we had about. Now we know that the uh, writer strike came to an end. Yeah. Which uh, it was funny. I was listening to our past uh, show and uh, the last one before the big vacation. But um, yeah. mm-hmm. you were you were you were saying that you thought that the the actors would pretty much follow suit right after the writers. Once the writers went down, the actors would go too. They're holding out, aren't they, my friend? What What did I say? Uh, they're, well, yeah. is, isn't that what you said? No, I, th- yeah. I, thought, I thought you said that they were gonna, they would go pretty quick after. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. You thought that they that once the writers folded, mm-hmm. then the, then the, the actors, actors would, would, do would do it. But, but now the reverse is happening. They're holding out. They're holding out. Yes, okay. They're, they're, so, this is amazing. I was wrong. All right. <laughs> I was wrong. I can't be right on everything. Well, I would have guessed that, too, because I, yeah. thought, I thought the writers were more pushing pushing it than the actors it seemed like that the actors kind oh, of followed were. suit yeah but now it's like the actors well so i guess what's happening here but this is a funny story so this one came from vanity fair yeah and this one talks about how clooney and it says here the title clooney and more a-listers offer to give sag well over 150 million to help in the strike and you're like what what the heck well i guess what's happening is that um a lot of the a-listers are basically there, there's what, what the whole reason is they're holding out right now from what i understand is that there's a gap in the fund you know there's a fund sure. there for medical and other benefits for actors especially as they grow older yeah but there's a gap in there <laughs> mm-hmm. so at the same time there's a cap as to what what the actors can pay yeah so they're you know depending i guess on what you make and it, it goes higher and higher but then there's a cap they cap out at only so much mm-hmm. so george and these other a-list uh george clooney's other a-list uh actors uh, they have the name here emma stone ben affleck uh tyler perry scarlett johansson Hanson. even hey, all right. um yeah um what no Adam Sandler? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Adam's like forget it. You know what? Right? Adam's in his own world. We'll we'll get to that in a second. He's in he his is. own world. But he is. but anyway, uh, you know what they're basically saying is that you know charge us more, mm-hmm. that'll make up the difference, and we can end the strike. 
very noble. Yeah. Uh, very noble. I think that um, that kind of shows you desperation a little bit, but it also shows frustration too because they know that even the A-listers, their jobs are on the line with this strike. Yeah. If there aren't any writers, they the actors are the product of the writers' imaginations. So <clears throat> even the A-listers are affected by this. I think they're now starting to feel the squeeze on this because they can't do any projects as long as this strike continues to go on. So yeah, Eric, it feels a little bit like desperation and frustration kind of wrapped into one here. Well, you know, and the other thing too, though, is that um, if the, well, the, what's the interesting interesting thing though is that with mm-hmm. all with all the uh, demands now that's that's put on streaming. Um, if the actors were to get charged more, supposedly, and in the strike, does that mean that all those extra fees go away? Where all our, <clears throat> our uh, monthly rates go down? <laughs> streaming services, dude. You're still vacationing in Hawaii. If yeah, you're thinking that's st- gonna happen, I'm still on island time right now. <laughs> yeah, you're that, still on, you're still on a luau or a siesta in a hammock right well, now. Well, because on the I, I was trying to look here. The reason there's a little bit of stalling is because I was trying to look because I know I saw it in one of these articles, and I thought it was one of these that we had pulled up that it was talking about how. Um, that the price increases were actually to offset because of the, to end the strike, they know that they're going to have to pay more sure. um, to stream all this. So they're mm-hmm. trying to offset. I think I can't remember if it was the writers or or maybe it's the actors, but there was like an extra mm, dollar per show or something that they wanted to get. Uh, anyway, I can't I can't find it, but unfortunately, but that was my point. Is that okay? So if if the A list actors are going to do that, does that mean our, our price goes down? But uh, I know uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so. And um, yeah, I mean, if anything, if anything, the prices are going to go up. So. Well, I, I think, and these guys probably are like, hey, we got to get back to work, right? Even the A listers are probably. I mean, and they're losing money too. Yeah, yeah, they are. And it, like, even though people like George Clooney have. I mean, just money out the wazoo and an estimated wealth that's more than the GDP of some third world countries, um, which GDP is an acronym for gross domestic product. Um, they still, like you said, their livelihood still depends on being able to do their art form professionally here. So, yeah, yeah, they're affected just like all the small. Well, guys you know, are. you know, the old saying, the more you make, the more you spend. So maybe, yeah, maybe some of these guys are in debt, <clears throat> even though they make a lot of money there. Oh, I would not too. be able to judge that at all based on the, <laughs> the five different mansions that George Clooney has on five different continents on this bloody well, earth. I'll tell you what, maybe we'll have to go back to the old uh, studio <laughs> system where they just, they just contracted with the actors, right? And they paid them all basically the same salary. <laughs> yeah. Cause that worked out well the first time yeah that worked well, out really worked out well, well the for the studios time. you know there for the studios yeah, yeah but not for people like Cary Grant and Judy Garland <laughs> well you know they're kind of doing that now we're kind of getting off topic but they're kind of doing that yeah. now with a lot of these uh, series and that was part of the the what the actors are having a problem with which I don't yeah. know if it ever got resolved it doesn't say in this article was that you know once they contracted with let's say Netflix mm-hmm. right or any of these others yeah. or Disney they only run an eight episode season so you got to figure back in the day, if you're talking TV, you're talking what? Maybe a 16 episode season, maybe a 24. Six, between 16 to 24. Yeah. So at I best, mean, you yeah. at, at least you had a lot of shows to make bank on. But if you're mm-hmm. if you're just a, a, a middle of the road uh, mm-hmm. actor, if you're not a, a name, let's say like we're going to talk about Ahsoka here in a second. So let's sure. say if you're not uh, Rosario Dawson, if you're mm-hmm. just some Jedi, right, with wielding, or if you're a stormtrooper, uh, zombie stormtrooper number. 25 yeah right but but if you're contracted to be on that show you may not be able to work anything else until that show is completely filmed but if you only do eight episodes and you're not in every episode you're not really making that much money well and also think about it this way too way back when steven spielberg and george lucas were casting for raiders of the lost ark their initial choice to play indiana jones was tom Selleck. Mm -hmm. tom Selleck couldn't play the role because 
he was under contract with Universal at the time to do a well, a little known show called Magnum PI. Yeah. Magnum PI, they were initially going to let him out of his contract with them when they thought that his shooting schedule was going to um over was going to overlap Magnum PI, meaning that he would be able to shoot Magnum PI, fly on location one day to do scenes with Raiders, then fly back to fulfill his shooting schedule with Magnum PI. Okay. It didn't work out that way. Yeah. And so as a result, they had to cast Harrison Ford in the rest of history. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. I know, right? No I kidding. can't see him. I can't see... Uh, when you think about it now, you're just like, Tom Selleck is Tom Selleck Jones? is, yeah. No way. That's how yeah. iconic It would have been a whole right. different... It probably would have been one yeah. movie. So what I'm pointing out there is that when you do have a situation like that where you are in a contract with a studio for an X amount of years, for an X amount of episodes or whatever, yeah, you can't breach that. It's tough to get out of that. Yeah, and, and especially like I'm talking about, even even for a lower level actor that's not getting paid top dollar, let's mm-hmm. say, and you know their livelihood depends on trying to get more jobs... Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to support their family. Well, that makes, you know, if, if they're if they're locked into a contract and they're only getting eight episodes, and we're talking, not even talking like two-hour episodes each. We're talking, right. you know, 45 <clears throat> minutes, and if you're not in every, and what I'm saying is that you get locked, yeah. you get your, like you're talking about, you get yourself locked up in there, yeah. but you're not making the big money. Mm-hmm. You're not Tom Selleck, and, right. you know, and so you're kind of, you're, you're really uh, handcuffed as to what you can do yeah. and make, make money. So I think that was one of the things they also wanted to do is that the studios can't lock them up no. necessarily if, if uh, you know, if, as, I'm scheduled, that'd be a different whole thing, you know, scheduling conflict. But yeah, right. anyway, okay, moving on. So yeah, yeah. Um, there may be, uh, before we move on real quick, there may be a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, these A-list actors are tired of the strike already. <laughs> They want to get back to Clooney. Wants to get back with yep. uh, Julia Roberts to making mediocre movies. Right? Or what was it? Was it Netflix? His latest uh, one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It was so mediocre. I don't even remember the title of it, man. <laughs> but anyway, so okay, let's get on to our favorite topic, which is yes. Ahsoka. Well, it's, it's not going to be our favorite anymore because it's a try. It was yes. We missed the last two episodes. I think the last one was six. Yes. So we have seven and eight. Seven and eight. We missed reviewing the last two episodes. I don't know yes. if we have to go through all the episodes. I don't know how you feel about it. But I do want to hear what yeah. are your thoughts on now that we both watched Ahsoka. It's done. It's in the can. It's in the books. Yep. What's your thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, got better at the end. Definitely tolerable. I will say it's tolerable. Okay. Not Okay. On a scale of one to ten, it's five. Okay. Still tolerable for me. The The last two episodes I thought were, were fairly well done for the most mm. part. For those of you who haven't seen the last two episodes yet, I'm sure you have. But in case you haven't, earmuffs, you don't want you want to avoid spoilers. Oh, maybe here. some spoilers. Yeah, Sorry. Some spoiler spoilers. alert. I got to do a little sound thing. Spoiler that, alert. Spoiler uh, alert. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Red alert. Red <laughs> alert, Captain. So basically, to truncate the last two episodes in one short sentence here is like this. Grand Admiral Thrawn, they find him. Okay? Grand Admiral Thrawn escapes. Ahsoka fails to prevent him from going back and trying to do whatever it is he wants to do. Back to hyperspace, back to, back hyperspace. to the galaxy. He goes or, back to yeah. the New Republic. He eventually escapes from Ahsoka. They do find Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger goes home, and that's pretty much how you can sum up the last two episodes. Yeah. Now, there were some good little action moments in there. There were some not so good, there was some not so good stuff in there either. But by and large, um, Considering how it started and considering how it ended, Ahsoka is tolerable. Now, okay. for the non-Star Wars fan, just the novice Star Wars fan, again, like you, we've mentioned on this show on Pardon the Intermission on numerous occasions, if you're not familiar with these characters in the canon, you're not going to like it. And it still won't make any more sense to you at the end than what it mm. did at the beginning. But overall, for just the average Star Wars fan, you're going to like it, I think. 
again, for me personally, five out of 10. Not great, but not terrible either. I thought it was, okay. uh, it was salvageable. Okay. It was salvageable. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll, I'll say maybe four or five out of 10. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I, I'm more on leaning on the terrible. I, cause, because I expected more out of it, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we all did. We all did. Yeah, it was really disappointing. I will say this. I, I don't know how you felt. The, the last episode uh, was a disaster, was a cluster. Um, they, they, they really, they had, we talk, I talk about this, I don't know how many times, Jason, with you, mm-hmm. that they have it. I mean, they have like the golden goose and they just strangle the damn thing. Mm-hmm. They had this cool zombie uh, stormtrooper thing going. And what do they do? They just play it like some Evil Dead or like some uh, mm-hmm. Day of the Dead or whatever, you know, whatever zombie movie you right. want to talk about where the zombie, oh, they're just kind of lumbering <laughs> along these right. stormtroopers. Right. And they don't really do a payoff with that. It, yeah. it was terrible. The lightsaber battle was so terrible and clunky. It's like mm-hmm. Ahsoka is sitting there. And I, I understand maybe the, the actor is not really that good with the saber. Like, you know, like yeah. she's not like uh, uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen where they were practicing nonstop to have these cool, you know, battles in, uh, yeah. um, in the uh, prequels. But um, it was so cumbersome. And she's like standing there waiting for them to hit. You know what I mean? She's like already moves the sword, the lightsabers. Then they hit her there. And then she's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It was it was terrible. It was clumsy. <laughs> it was terrible. They they blew it. Here's what they did. They tried to get everybody so excited about this ep- these mm-hmm. a series by telling everybody, yeah. well, it's Ahsoka, and there's maybe Ezra Bridger's come in, and then Thrawn. Thrawn's going to yep. be in it. They should have kept all that quiet and just said it's Ahsoka and let yeah. us watch it and discover it. That, that yeah. would have even probably made it better. But the fact that they tried to pre-sell it with all that you're, we're gonna see, mm-hmm. it already it already gave away all all the cool stuff about it. What did you think about the scene involving the uh, the lightsaber battle between Morgan Elsbeth and Ahsoka? Um, Morgan Elsbeth, which one is that? She um, was uh, one of the uh, she was one of the witches. Remember, she was oh, the one that created the hyperloop to go find Thrawn. I thought I thought she she I go back to this. I mean, she outclassed. Mm-hmm. As uh, Ahsoka, as far I, is she is she a martial arts uh, actress? I, th- I think she is, and also a martial arts trainer too. Because you could tell yeah. she knew yeah. what she was doing, but I think even yeah. she was holding back because Rosario couldn't keep up with her, couldn't right? keep up with the stunt right. work, and and it was it was could have been so much better. Yeah, and it just it was clunky, and maybe that's probably that's part of what I meant too when I was saying it was clunky. I mean. Um, it was it was just clunky. So you're right. The, the battle with her was the one. I mean, the stormtroopers related. She didn't really battle too much. But um, yeah, it was just it was just so damn clunky. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. Her battle. I gotta be honest. Her her lightsaber battle with uh, who played the uh, the old uh, uh, Jedi. Um, What's his name? Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Her battle with Ray Stevenson was actually yeah. better than it was. I thought it was. Yeah. Than it was with uh, with this other character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. It was almost like they they wanted mm-hmm. to really make this the big battle, but like I'm saying, it's like she was holding up because Ahsoka couldn't keep up, and yeah. With, yeah. What did you think about it? Um, you know what? Uh, the the thing I thought about it was that you can clearly tell, especially with the lightsaber battles, they were a lot more choreographed. You could tell that they were choreographed. 
Yeah. It's not like in the prequels where the lightsaber battles were in the prequel films, episodes one, two, and three, where the choreography was so advanced and so fantastic that you couldn't tell that it was choreographed. Mm. But in these, you could clearly, in Ahsoka, you could clearly tell that they were. And so it definitely felt more staged. It definitely felt more theatrical than yeah. like, like stage combat than anything else. So, uh, yeah, from that standpoint, not very good on that. What I'm curious to find out is, since Ray Stevenson passed away, if Ahsoka gets green-lighted for season two, what are they going to do with Balin Skull's character? We know that towards the end there, he kind of wanders off on his own and does his own thing. Kind of like uh, the man with no name, you know, Clint Eastwood, doing his own thing, riding off. And I, I think that's what they'll end up doing with him. I think because they already kind of set it up, whether it was purpose, purposeful or not, knowing yeah. what was going to knowing and not knowing what was going to happen, of course. But, I mean... I don't know when he passed away. Were they still in, in editing the show? Maybe they. I'm, I'm, what I'm getting at is maybe they edited toward that. But my point uh, with him is that he basically kind of made a comment that he was just kind of he, he wanted the power, but at the same time he almost like wanted to be out of the fight and just gone. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, his character is again. He's Balin Skull's not a dark Jedi. He's just a he's a Jedi who's lost his way. Yeah. He's a Jedi who's lost his faith. So from that standpoint, he's not a, he's not your prototypical villain. He is just he's a lost character who basically feels like he was let down, has lost his faith. Essentially, is what it is. Here's what I hope they do with him, and I don't know. I don't. I doubt they filmed anything with him right for the next season because we had the writer strike and everything, so everything was gone. Here's what I hope they do with this character. They can explain it and just say like even his uh, a Padawan can just say I don't even know if they called it that but uh she can just say like you know he gave up and went on his own or, or he's out of, out of it that would be fine if they try to do this thing where they bring somebody else in and put the guy's face on to try to close it up no, no, i don't, no, don't want like to see that, that. I, I don't like that yeah. i don't want to no, see no, that no 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 that's yeah. unacceptable yeah. unacceptable so, so i will say it would be better if they just left him a mystery like they did leave it pretty good how they yeah. did edit in the end where he's just kind of off you know mm-hmm. and, and he's in, in a broken realm yeah. and and he's he, he's going to be on his own you yeah. know and then she obviously i can't remember what's the name of her character the one that was his padawan Oh, crud, I just forgot. Yeah, anyway, she she kind of hooked up with that band of uh the the band of Mar- the Marauders. Marauders, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that they they've kind of already done the split, which sure. is okay, that's fine. You know how they did that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mind that so much. That's what I mean though. They, they choreographed everything. Like, okay, we didn't know that really Ahsoka's going to get left on the planet. Now the next the next season is going to be that's the cliffhanger. But see, that's what I mean. Man, Filoni, I'm so disappointed in him because He's supposed to be the savior, and right. he, everything was so telegraphed, it left no surprises. And you know that, first off, we knew Thrawn was going back. We knew that I didn't know if Ahsoka was going to make it back or not, but um, it wasn't a big surprise. Ezra <laughs> does some crazy, stupid Jedi jump to get on the ship. Yeah, exactly. Well, with a little bit of help from Ahsoka there. no, Or not Ahsoka, but a little help from... Um that's the other thing. Uh, what's her face? She never doesn't have the force at all, and then she can all of a sudden at the last minute. From Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren. Yeah. She she doesn't have the force. They don't even really show her developing anything. It's almost like she tried. Oh, it didn't work out. Well, because she's supposed to be force sensitive, which is different from being an actual, from being someone who has the power of the force. You can be force sensitive, but still not know how to use it. But see, they don't explain any of that. You're right. They don't. I mean, you know, I mean, okay, if, yes. if you're into the lore, you're going to know all this. If yeah. you're not so much into to the lore mm-hmm. you're not gonna know it so what, what does that even mean so it's like the whole thing where it's like eh, she can't do it and then all of a sudden she can at the last minute when they need it plot yeah. you know a little plot device oh we gotta yeah. get ezra on that ship 
Yeah. So she throws him with her force. I mean, come on. So anyway, but I guess somebody had to go back to warn that Thrawn is back. Yep. Um, you know, and then we knew this would be the cliffhanger. How are they going to get Ahsoka back? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Are you, you're probably going to watch the, the, whenever they do the second season. Oh, of course I will. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll just be curious to see how they are <laughs> able to, you know, how they're able to handle the encore. So I, I was disappointed with the stormtrooper uh, zombies, weren't you? Well, I thought they were kind of funny to be, to be honest with the, you. Yeah. You couldn't take them serious. I mean, <laughs> right. really in the beginning, it was kind of like, remember I told you, I even mentioned on the show, I said, yes. it's cool. They're the coolest thing on the show right they now. They are. They were. Cause they were, cause you didn't know anything about them. Well, and not and only, then, and not only that, but because they look like actual imperial remnants. Like they look oh, like they what look would great. be left of what's left of the empire. They look great. broken down and tattered and beaten up and stuff like that. Yeah. Not like anything like the first order. You know, from the well, episode seven, eight, they nine. had. Okay, I'm trying to think. The, the witch didn't go with him, right? The, uh, the three witches did, but the but the Morgan the Elsbeth was killed. Morgan was killed. She was killed by um, that's right. Ahsoka. That's right. Well, we don't know was she. I mean, we thought that uh, she was. What his face? Uh, what's his name? Thrawn. Um, huh? Thrawn. No, not Thrawn. Who's who's the guy? Uh, Darth Maul. We thought he was dead too at one point. But well, I that's guess. true. And Cannon <laughs> brought him back. I guess he got cut in half and he still survived. He did. He yeah. did. Yeah. So. Um, and then we saw Sabine. She got sliced up a little bit, and she look at her. She was like, "Good to go the next day." Yeah, hey, it's amazing what the force can do. <laughs> had I known that, I would have had the force heal my ruptured appendix several years ago. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Um, but but what was my point? Oh, my my point though was was uh, where was I going with that? Oh, but the zombie thing. See, now that would have been cool to to really have this mystery around them instead of making yeah. them comical. Like you said, that's exactly what they did. They made them comical. They were rising up. And then they rise up again. And this is where having knowledge of the canon comes in because those witches were in the Clone Wars and also in Rebels. And so you know that they are exactly that. They are they are space witches who are endowed with these cosmic magical powers. Not of the force, but cosmic magical powers, and they have the ability to do that. Well and here but that's not but but that's not the that's not the the, the sad part. The sad part is that they made them they made literally made them comical. They made them goofy, clumsy, and comical. Yep. And when they reanimated, it wasn't anything scary. Mm-hmm. You know what they should have done is they should have did it like a horror movie where it was more scary. You didn't know. You don't know. Like they shoot them, then they don't go down, and they don't right. understand why are these guys not going down. That's right. it. And then when you get back, you can extend the story because when you get back to mm-hmm. uh, when Thrawn gets back, right, he can have this whole. I mean, it doesn't matter if people die. He can have this whole army that just continually comes. To uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, put down the re- the new republic, right, right. Exactly. I, I mean, what I'm saying is that yeah, it's, they, they missed the whole boat on that. I don't know. They were just so goofy with their green glowing eyes, and I'm like, this is like some, this is this is almost as this is almost as bad as trash cans of terror. <laughs> oh no. Okay, that's a, that is a pretty low shot, Eric. Let's give Star Wars uh, some credit. Come on, here. trash cans. I love trash you. Trash cans of terror. Right. Trash cans of terror. I love you out there. If and you see, that's why there. I thought it was funny because glowing green eyes and standing up like you know, like yeah. you said, Walking Dead. You're right. That hard to take it seriously. It was hard it to take it seriously. Funny. Now, before that, were they supposed to be dead troopers? Before that, they were dead, right? They were dead. Yeah. Then I mean, and they weren't acting like that until no. she reanimated them, or they, the witches, did. Right. Correct. It didn't make any sense. I'm like, what is yeah. going on? This is this is. And and then well, here's the other thing. And then the troopers are coming out of the word work as as Ahsoka's running up to try to stop the you know yep. with, with the other two. So all the troopers come yep. out of every every crevice to stop them except for the main stairway that goes right up to where the ship was. I mean, right. come on. How? Come on. 
this is <laughs> That's, anyway nothing else needs to be anyway, said okay so anyway i thought yeah you're right five I, I would give it five maybe but four a strong four okay strong um four. all right for sonic uh strong four for you five for, for sonic me. the ahsoka hedgehog sonic the ahsoka hedgehog that's right <laughs> and she did look like sonic by the way yeah. in that spacesuit. and then and then she jumped out of the ship a second time on that that went on that planet remember when they're getting attacked she loves jumping out of her ship well hey jedi have the ability to jump really high and jump really yeah. far so there you go i don't know what, what do you think about her i don't know i wasn't too impressed though mm-hmm. overall i wasn't too impressed with the way that they they had uh rosario play that character i don't i didn't really you know when she turned into ahsoka the white didn't matter to me there was no difference there was no transition uh, for um, her except the costume yeah kind of I mean I actually liked the casting I liked them casting Rosario as a. I, I think she looks her the part she for looks sure. she definitely and looks she the can part. act yeah. the part I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with her acting I'm just saying no, the no. way they had her play the character the characterization is what you had yeah the way the way it is I don't like it yeah yeah so um yeah just one of those things I guess I don't yeah know. anyway so all right any, any other uh ending thoughts on Ahsoka um, yeah, let's just say this is not a series I'm going to stream over and over again on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think you, one and done is enough for me. What do you think about Ezra's? Here's the other thing too. Yeah. You know what I don't like is that when they played the way they played Ezra's, he had all his abilities, uh, and and without going back, you know, these, that's the whole idea with the Jedi. You have the abilities, yeah. but you need to have the training to do it. They never alluded, at least I didn't catch it. They alluded the fact that Ezra ever kept up with his training, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, when they need to fight, he gets a lightsaber and he's wielding it like he's been in the fight all along. Exactly, yeah. Which, I mean, technically he was, because in Rebels, he did a lot of the fighting in Rebels. No, but he's, he's had downtime with the turtles, right? That's true, with the yeah. Jar Jar Turtles. The Jar Jar Turtles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's been cruising the countryside, you know, living on island time like I was there for a little while. That's right. Yeah. Floating on the back of a little space buggy. Living or in Margaritaville. Like Margaritaville, that's right, listening to Jimmy Buffett. Um, but I think what this does actually, Eric, is I think it opens the door for an Ezra Bridger series. No, yes. don't say that. Well, think about think about it for a minute. No, okay, no at the way. very end there, he gets back to the New Republic. Yeah. The last scene we see of Ezra Bridger is him in a star, in a Stormtrooper costume, in a Stormtrooper outfit. He, which is another commandeers a, that oh shuttle. He get okay, so he gets he get, commandeers the shuttle. He lands in the docking bay of the rebel ship, and all the rebel all the rebels are there with their blasters drawn, thinking it's going to be an actual stormtrooper. And then you see General Sindula there, yeah, and he takes off his helmet and he says. Like what? Good to see a Sindula or something like that. I think this opens the door for an Ezra Bridger series. I, I kid you not. I will not watch that. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> okay, but uh, but okay. Uh, you're gonna have to review that on your own. But I'm I'll okay. Tell you that, we'll but I'll do. tell you this: that was another problem. I see. I mean, there's so many problems with this episode. I'm sorry to pick it apart, folks. But this yeah. this is another one I can't let go. <laughs> the think? guy, the guy. Okay, he kills a stormtrooper over there, and sure. he can get into his costume. But you're gonna tell me he leaves the ship without anybody knowing? Yeah. He takes off on an Imperial sh- uh, spaceship, mm-hmm. right, from an Imperial destroyer, mm-hmm. and nobody, nobody catches that? The witches don't? They're on? Nobody's like, oh, we've got a oh. ship leaving our bay. Oh, it must just be a... What, what do they say about when... Uh, uh, there's no life... Remember when in the, mm-hmm. in the original New Hope, yep. when uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO go down in the pod, there's no life signs. Oh, it must have just, just malfunction, right? So they're right. going to say, oh, exactly. it's a malfunction, you know? Right, the, the escape pod gets off. Yeah, the escape pod from the... It says, there goes another Corellian one. vessel. Yeah, then the one uh, Imperial officer says, there goes another one. And then the other Imperial officer says, hold it, there are no life signs aboard. Yeah, it must have malfunctioned. Must or something malfunctioned. Like, yeah, 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 something like that. That's what I'm saying, though. How did, how did he escape? And then, of course, he does the theatrical thing where he comes in. 
You're going to tell me yeah. you're flying into enemy territory and you're going to leave your, your you're already free and clear and you're going to leave yeah. your freaking stormtrooper outfit on just so you can surprise yeah. everyone, pull your helmet off and be try to be Luke Skywalker in yeah. the uh, cell with Princess Leia. Right? Well, that, that's that? how it was written in the script. You're a little short for a stormtrooper, aren't you? Uh, right? Huh? Oh, the uniform. <laughs> I mean, this was just mind boggling. This is mind boggling. These guys are supposed to be professionals <laughs> and, and they're leaving all these plot holes and nonsensical things happening, which they're trying to build drama and it doesn't. It may work in the comic book realm. Sure. Right? right yes. But it doesn't work <clears throat> in this realm. So, anyway. Dave Filoni, John Favreau, I hope you're listening. Help. Yeah. Red alert. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that's Speaking it. of red alert, that's our cue. Red alert. Okay. Well, folks, that, that's going to be it for Ahsoka, at least for now. For so now. you don't have to listen to us complain right. about that doggone Disney and their, <laughs> plus and their doggone Disney shows. Right. Make no sense. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, please uh, go to our social media accounts and uh, review the show if you can. And we will see you guys on the next one. Peace out on the flip side. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.